welcome, my fellow dampeners, to yet another live interview with Become a Famous Father. And I have the pleasure to be here with Mike Shogren. I hope I said that correctly. You nailed it. Nice. That's what I like to hear. Cool. Let's get right into it, man. Before we start introducing you, I am very, very eager to get the answer on what is your road, your secret, your tips and tricks in regards to making extra income? I think the the key is figuring out what your why is and knowing what your numbers are. So, you know, getting clarity on, on what your purpose is and, and why you're trying to earn income and then picking a lane and sticking with that lane. There's there's endless ways to make money nowadays. Mm-hmm. And for years, I was dabbling in real estate and photography and all these other side businesses, coaching, doing all these different things on the side outside of my nine to five. And I was making little bits of money in a lot of different ways instead of making a lot of money in one or two different ways. Mm-hmm. And once I got clear and kind of, I always say, pick your lane and, and stay in that lane. Once that happened with me in short-term rentals, that's when things like really took off. But I needed to get clear and pick pick a pick a lane, pick a vehicle, and then just stick to it. Exactly. Yeah, because that actually today people are talking about it. Biggest, biggest entrepreneurial, I won't call it a mistake, but difficulty is just the uh, how do they call that? The shiny, shiny, shiny object. object. There you go. <laughs> Right, that's exactly what you're talking about. It's like, no, 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 forget all those shiny things. Pick your one shiny thing, yes, and just keep going until that shines for you. And then whatever you want to do next, or just stick with it. Right? That's that's exactly. the advice that you give. I like that, man. So tell me quickly because you mentioned short-term rentals. Uh, rentals. There you go. So sh- share with us what is that, and yeah, just share with us real quick what is that. Yeah, for sure. So. Basically, uh, I'm sure a lot of listeners are familiar with a site called Airbnb or HomeAway or mm-hmm. VRBO. And uh, that's basically what I've built up as a, a side business that's actually replaced my nine to five income. So I own one property that I rent out and then I built up a company where I list other people's properties on those platforms and I manage them and uh, I, we split the profits, right? So I offer a service. Think of it like a, a property management company, but specifically for vacation rentals, corporate rentals, uh, short-term rentals in general. So instead of renting a property out by the year, I rent it out by the night. Nice. I like that. And then now, because you've stayed focused on that one thing, you've gotten so good at it. Now you're actually, if I understand it correctly, coaching others to be able to do the same as what you're doing. Correct? Yes, exactly. Because like most listeners, right, we're trying to find ways to make extra income on the side and we can get into the backstory in a minute, but basically I, I wanted to find a vehicle, a business that I could make money without trading my time. So I have a portfolio now of properties in four different states that I manage in less than two hours a week because I've created a system that allows me to automate most of that process. So I make a good amount of money on that business, but I'm not trading my time. It's not dependent on me anymore. Exactly. And I think that's a key difference between there's all this talk now about you know, hustle and grind and side hustles and all these things, but you're missing a key piece here. Like I don't, I'll hustle, I'll grind. Like that's part of the work, but I don't do it. That's not the end game, right? The goal is to build something that does not rely on you to give you the freedom, the income to do whatever you want to do with whoever you want to do it with. Exactly. Love that. Yeah, exactly. Because you hear people so many times saying like, oh, you got to hustle, you got to grind. And you're right. Yes, you do. 
but so many people are focused and thinking like, okay, this is the same thing that I have to do. So now instead of having a nine to five, now you're an entrepreneur or in our case, a dampener, and now you work in eight hours a week instead of 40, right? The only thing you don't have is a commute, but you work in even more hours at home. So they get way overcompensated, right? So yeah. yeah, man, systems are the key. We'll talk, we'll dive into that a little bit later. First, Mike, for all those people that are watching right now, who is Mike? How have you come to grow into this? And of course, very interesting for everybody else, you know, what's your family setup look like? Married for how long? Kids, how many? Eight, et cetera. All you want to share. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so again, it's Mike Shogren. I am 33, or I'll be 33 in a couple of weeks. Uh, I have an amazing wife, Kristen, and our beautiful son, Caden. He is three years old. And uh, I went the traditional route, like I'm sure a lot of people heard, right? Go to school, get good grades, get a good job, put 10% in 401k, that whole shebang. And, uh, you know, I went and studied accounting. I worked as a CPA for a long time and uh, just got frustrated, you know, with with the lack of growth and just feeling like I don't want to do this for the next 50 years of my life and leave my mm -hmm. future and my finances in the hands of somebody else. And <clears throat> started reading books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad and all these different books about, you know, how to, it's funny, I've got my MBA, CPA, all this other letters after my name, but they don't teach you this stuff in school. They don't teach you like the real world street smart millionaire stuff. So yeah. I started studying all, all, all this stuff and, and dabbling, right? Shiny object syndrome. I'm looking for flips. I'm looking for multifamilies. I'm looking for side businesses. I'm looking, how can I uh, do photography or web design? All these different ways that I could make money on the side to create extra income for, for my family. Um, but when our son was born, he was born with a rare uh, lung disease. It was called mm -hmm. interstitial lung disease. And basically anytime he went to sleep, he needed to be on oxygen. His oxygen levels would get dangerously low. So he wow. had to be monitored and he had to be on an oxygen tank anytime he was napping or sleeping. So, you know, we spent quite a lot of time at a lot of different hospitals. And I just remember at one point we had been in the hospital for about three weeks straight putting the poor guy through all these different tests. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden this horrible thought came over me that we'd been in the hospital for three weeks and I'd used up all my vacation time. I'd used up all my sick time and I've got all these medical bills piling up and I'm going to have to leave my family in this situation to go back to a cubicle because I need to trade my time for money. Yeah. And it was the worst feeling as a dad, as a husband to have to leave my family in that situation as stressful as it was and go leave them in the hospital. So I could go back and trade my time for money. And in that moment, I was like, I am going to find a way to make money without trading my time. I'm going to find a way to create a business where it does not rely on me. And I can create the income that I want and the lifestyle that I want without mm -hmm. trading my time. And that was like the fire under my ass, excuse my language that like set me down this path of like figuring this whole thing out. Mm -hmm. And shortly thereafter, I stumbled across short-term rentals and my wife and I bought uh, a property. We took a loan out on our 401k and got enough for a down payment and started renting it out with the agreement between us that we would do this business, but every single month we were going to use this property as a family, as a vacation. Mm -hmm. And we through that for the last two years, every single month we go up for at least four days and we have a built-in family vacation every single month. And that property still netted us, you know, a thousand to two thousand dollars a month every single month, even after we were using it. And I was like, this is the coolest business model ever. Yeah. And so I wanted to scale it, but I didn't have any more cash. So I was like, well, what else could I do? And basically, I 
started brainstorming. I'm like, well, what if I partnered with other investors or landlords that had vacant properties? And I said, hey, if you furnish it, I'll manage it and we'll split the profits, right? I'll do a 75-25 split. You'll get the lion's share and I'll do all the work, but I'll make you more money on a short-term rental than a long-term rental. Mm-hmm. And so once we made that decision, we started growing that business. It went from one listing to two to four to six to eight to 12. And now, you know, we've got properties in four different states and looking at some stuff internationally now. And that business, I've created systems and tools. And we can talk about it if you want. We can go as deep as you want. But, mm-hmm. you know, created systems so that it does not rely on us and everything's automated. And I do have a virtual assistant now that helps even more. So it, it takes me less than two hours a week and I've replaced my nine to five income. So I could technically walk away whenever I want. I'm never going to put my family in that situation again, where if God forbid something happened, I would never, that would never even happen, right? Like mm-hmm. we would never be in that situation where I would have to go back to a nine to five. Exactly. So Awesome, man. For the people that noticed, I got a little emotional when you were talking about your son being in the hospital and you being there three weeks, because I can only imagine how tough that is as a, you know, a, a father that is trying his hardest to work for a boss and you just do not get the liberty, the freedom to take as much time as you want to be with your family just because your boss or that company that you work for is not human. For me, it's, it's so inhumane to not support your own companies like that. And my tears came more in that I've been really lucky in the companies that I've worked at. But most of them, like you just mentioned, are not. Dude, I got one more. I got one very important question I want to ask you first. How's your son doing now? So he is doing amazing now. So uh, <laughs> about a year, about 18 months in, uh, fortunately, we had some miracles happen and he no longer needed to be on oxygen. And um, yeah, it was truly, truly a blessing. Um, I don't know how deep we want to get into that story. But yes, long story short, he's doing amazing now. He's a happy, healthy three-year-old boy getting in all sorts of trouble and having a lot of fun so awesome man i'm glad to hear that sorry i had to ask that first that for me is important our, our children's health comes first yes. right and, and absolutely you sharing that he's running all around going crazy i just imagine my three-year-old so i can imagine how how your hands full are now but you must look at that in a completely different way than a father that has that child completely healthy because you're now like man i i just i think i assume that you're now like dude i the crazier he gets the better Right. Yeah. And anytime a lot of it put everything in perspective. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, if if I have an issue come up in the business or at work or whatever, it's like at the the end of the day, two years ago, I didn't know if my son was going to wake up. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to yell at me. You know what I mean? Like it it put nothing else can phase me at this point. You know what I mean? It's just it really put everything in perspective. Exactly. Yeah. um, One of my coaches is teaching us like everything that happens for us happens for the better. Now I can understand that once you go through that, you're like, yeah, you can tell me whatever you want. But now I probably think that you see that it's like, it changed your perspective from what you've shared. It's like, man, you wish that everybody had the perspective as you have now. Like, dude, man, all that stuff doesn't matter. Your kid's just healthy, right? So I appreciate appreciate you sharing that because that must've been some tough moments to go through. I got tons of questions, man. One thing that I want to step out is how insane is that? How does a family feel to go on vacation, go on that experience uh, every single month? That's that's like my goal. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's amazing, you know, and it 
it's such a blessing that, you know, we just kind of stumbled across this investment vehicle, this business. And, um, you know, it can be easy to take it for granted, but every time we go up there, I'm just like, man, like we're so blessed. Like this is amazing. And, you know, stuff can happen. Like a couple months ago, I had to replace a washer and dryer, like stuff happens. But like at mm -hmm. the end of the day, I get to own a vacation home that we use every single month that is paying me a substantial amount of money to own it. And it's, it's like, what, like, are you kidding me? This is the, this is the coolest business ever. Yeah, so. exactly. That's awesome. Hey, if you're looking internationally, Spain is cheap at the moment because they're still struggling with the economy. Just say, right. Okay. Nice, okay. Nice houses at the beach. So uh, my parents bought a house um, close to the beach, absolutely insane, amazing, huge swimming pool. Well, my not wife has been bugging me to go to Ibiza for a long time. And I'm like, I don't know. That's not my scene, but. No, beautiful I mean, beaches. <laughs> no, 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 you got to find the real Spanish cities, yeah. not the Ibiza's. No, touristic, although it's good for your business. Yes. Yes. Um, but no. Uh, anyway, I'm getting off topic. Sorry about that. But, you know, hey, <laughs> this is all about live interview, but at the same time, it's having a great conversation. So I appreciate that. So let's get back to what you shared, like how, how deep you want me to go. Well, shoot, I want you to go deep and <laughs> share as much as possible systems man systems are the keys or is system is the key to any business right so share with me how have you set that up and how would you advise others to go about starting setting up their business with you know maybe their first system or or scaling it in different systems yeah for sure so one thing i was just grabbing this book the e-myth by michael gerber for anybody that hasn't read it, you definitely want to read this book. Um, I read this one at least once a year. Um, but it, it talks about the, the problem. The reason why most businesses fail is because there is, there's a distinction between being good at a skill and being a good business owner, right? Like the, the contractor or the plumber that's an amazing plumber thinks, okay, I'm going to leave my, my job working for this company. I'm going to go start my own plumbing business. And then he starts running the plumbing business and he realizes like, okay, I'm great at doing all the plumbing, but then I go home and then I have to do the bookkeeping and then I have to do the sales and marketing. And then I have to do all this other stuff. And they get so wrapped up in the business and everything else that they never get a chance to grow because they don't scale, mm -hmm. they don't hire people, they don't create systems. And so this book really it's an amazing book and it's, it's an easy read or an easy listen on audible. And it walks you through like how to, how to change that thought process. Right? Like before yeah. a couple of years ago, I would have never even thought to hire, you know, a virtual assistant halfway across the world to help me run my business, to take, take my hands off of a lot of the stuff that is not revenue generating, right? Like the mm -hmm. only thing that I should be doing is stuff like this, like creating content, getting my brand out there, growing my business mm -hmm. and revenue generating activities. Like that, those are like the two things that I should be doing as the CEO of my company. I should not be doing the bookkeeping. I should not be doing like the emails, the proposals, anything else like that. Like that should all be done by an administrative assistant. That should not be done by me. Exactly. So when, <clears throat> when we look at short-term rentals specifically, it's basically like running a distributed hotel. Like I have mm -hmm. hotel rooms or homes all over the country, right? And each one of those needs to run like its own business. So what does that mean? From a business standpoint, how do I get customers? Okay, so I can leverage Airbnb, VRBO, Booking.com, Expedia. They have all the clients that I need to fill those properties. Okay, mm -hmm. they'll charge me a fee to list on those websites, but I'm okay, I'm fine with paying that fee. 
That's my cost to acquire a customer, right? So I've got my distribution now. I've got my sales already built in. So I can leverage that. Then it's like, okay, how do I, how do I price the properties? How do I know like what they should be booked out for? Okay. A lot of people will try and do that manually. Oh, I'll charge a hundred bucks a night and maybe 150 on the weekends. Mm-hmm. No, don't do that. Right. I, I pay for a software that will change my rates every single day based on supply, demand, local events, the local economy, anything that's going on. So my oh. rates every day. That's why if you go to book an airline, a flight or a hotel room, you'll see the rates change every day because they yep. use a similar system to maximize their revenue. Right. Mm-hmm. So I use that system. So I'm not spending time doing that. Okay. Then the next piece is like the guest access. I can't be in four different states to hand off keys or to mm-hmm. check on security, right? So we use Wi-Fi locks. So anytime somebody books a property through say Airbnb, it automatically sends the guest a message with their own unique access code that's only good for the duration of their stay. So I'm not setting up keys, wow. I'm not setting up access. It automatically sets it up and it automatically revokes it at the end of their stay. Mm-hmm. Right? We've got ring security cameras on the outside that we use to cross-reference the number of guests. So if somebody says, hey, I'm booking six guests, I can check the ring security camera when they get there. Are there six or are there 12? Yeah. And when they get in the property, everybody's biggest concern with Airbnb and short-term rentals was, I don't want people trashing my place. I don't want a big party in my house, right? That place my wife and I bought is three hours away. I I can't keep my eyes on it in theory, right? But with this system, I've got the Wi-Fi locks, the security camera. And then on the inside, we use a device called NoiseAware. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing company. Uh, and they make these devices that are about the size of this mouse. And they just plug mm-hmm. into an outlet. And it measures noise levels. It doesn't record sounds or anything. It just measures decibels, which is like the volume. Mm-hmm. And if it goes over a certain threshold, I get a text message immediately. So I set mine for 10 p.m. to 8 a.m., which are our quiet hours. If they go over this threshold, I get a text message. Mm -hmm. And that's happened maybe like four times over the last couple of years. And every time I just send the guests a message or I call them and I just say, hey, I don't want to ruin your fun. I know you're having a great time, but we did agree that our quiet hours are 10 p.m. to 8 a.m. And I just got a noise complaint from one of our neighbors. And as I mentioned, we've got great neighbors. Again, I don't want to put a damper on it, but we got to ask you to tone it down or somebody from our team is going to have to escort you off the property. Mm-hmm. And every time they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Right. And they tone it down. Right. Mm-hmm. And if it ever did escalate, I have team members in the market in the area that if I ever had to, they could go escort them or call the police and escort them out. But I've never had that issue before. Nice. Right. So that's kind of the whole access and security. Then the next system is, okay, they're in there now. How do I handle uh, customer support? If you want to look at it that way, right? We get mm-hmm. a lot of questions. I think last month I had over 3000 communications go back and forth wow. between the portfolio. 99% of which I did not send. They're all automated, right? So mm-hmm. we use a system that automates the confirmation message. It automatically sends out the house manual with like, here's the address, where to park, how to get in, how to use the locks. Where's the, where's the, um, first aid kit, where's everything, where are the extra sheets, the pillows, everything is spelled out in that manual. It automatically lets them know like, hey, we have an opening tomorrow. If you want to extend your stay, just let us know. We'd be happy to do that for you. Mm. If they've got a question about the pool, it uses artificial intelligence and it recognizes a question about the pool. And I have a pre-programmed response. Oh, hey, looks like you got a question about where the pool is. Here's all the information about the pool, location, hours, uh, towel service, anything like that. Right. So I've automated all the communication. Then any that slips through the cracks, 
my virtual assistant can pick up and answer mm -hmm. on my behalf, right? Then on the, the back end, you've got to make sure that they get cleaned and maintained, right? Mm -hmm. Cleaning is huge. It's the lifeblood. Nobody ever wants to show up to uh, your home or a hotel room or anything and have it be mm -hmm. dirty. Like that's the worst feeling ever. After a long day of traveling, that's like the last thing that you want to have happen. Exactly. So again, we use a software that integrates with all the platforms. We'll just say Airbnb is an example. So as soon as somebody books the property, it automatically shoots a notification to all my cleaners in that market and says, hey, we've got a, a booking. We're going to need a cleaning on this day. And the first one of my cleaners to accept it gets that booking. All right. And 24 hours before, it'll follow up and say, hey, remember, we got a booking at this property tomorrow. Then when they get to the property, they have to check in and I can see if they got there on my phone or not. It's just mm -hmm. some of the notifications coming in right now, actually. Yeah. Um, so I know that they're there and then they have to send me photos of the property when they finish. Mm -hmm. I have a supplies checklist, right? For all the soap, shampoos, toilet paper, coffee, everything. And every time they clean it, they fill that out and they send me a photo. And then mm -hmm. as we get low, I reorder the supplies to the local Target, Walmart. I can Amazon it to my cleaner's house if I wanted to. And they pick it up and they go restock the property. Nice. So the whole process is not reliant on me. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's, it's like I've trained all the little pieces that I had to do. I'm, I've trained and still training. It's not perfect. But for the most part, my virtual assistant can handle the majority of the business if I'm not around. Exactly. Sounds like yeah. a dream, man. Thanks. Yeah. I really appreciate that. So no real quick, because you actually made a gift and, and, and I can share this, right? So yes. what's the gift? Like like everything you explained right now, if people go in here and take advantage of your gift, what do they get? Yeah. So it's a, it's a short book that I wrote uh, about a month mm -hmm. ago. It's called, so my handle on social media is the Airbnb guy. So it's the Airbnb guys, 13 must have items for your short-term rental property. So it's 13 things that you're gonna wanna have in the property. Mm -hmm. You get that book for free. And then on the next page, I have a free 60 minute online workshop that'll show you the exact tools that I just talked about. And we'll mm -hmm. walk you through how I set those up and use those. And that's all free. Nice. So I appreciate you sharing that with the audience. Thank you very much. Real quickly, so people that are watching this now live or in a replay on Facebook, you can actually just see this in the comment section and it's a link so you can click on it right away. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube or listening to this on the podcast, you can go into the description and you find the link right there. And exactly, you can click on that again and check that out, Make it take advantage. However, we do not give gifts just to receive a gift. If you take this, you gotta take action, read it, get that workshop, and then do me a huge favor if you do, give, Mike, some feedback, right? If you have questions, absolutely. I am 100% sure that you can reach out to Mike and ask him something. And if you find it absolutely great and you're doing it, let Mike know because I'm sure that he really would appreciate your feedback, right? Absolutely. Cool, man. So for people that can get that right there, let's get the show a little further, man. I also appreciate you sharing how you got to achieve your knowledge, right, with that book and stuff like that. So now... Are you actually just only working two hours a week? And then my question would be, what else are you doing with all that time? Yeah, so I still have the nine to five job. I just have oh, the right. option at any point. If I want to leave, I can leave. And mm -hmm. it's funny, when you get to that point, it's pretty amazing. Um, because before, they kind of always have 
and I, I work with great people, so I don't want to like misconstrue this, but in the past where you might have felt pressure to, as an example, you know, there was some pressure to work over a holiday weekend a few months back. And I was like, I'm not going to make my team do that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you, you, you have way more leverage and you know, I can, I, I always say that I always operate with integrity. So if something is out of my values and again, I don't mind working hard, I don't mind putting in the extra effort, but something like that, where it was like, this is a holiday weekend. I'm putting my foot down. I'm not going to make my team work on a holiday weekend. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'll see you later. You know what I mean? But it just gives you that freedom and that leverage to be like, if, if you don't want to do this anymore, you don't have to. But mm -hmm. for me, my goal at the beginning was I never wanted to have my family be in that situation again, where like, if I couldn't be there, the money would stop. Like mm -hmm. that will never happen again. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. So what's your, like, let's say what's your goal for the next year, maybe two years or so in regards yeah. to setting this up and, and continue working nine to five because you love it. I mean, in the end people, some people will really enjoy their, I've understood three out of 10 people actually enjoy their job. <laughs> I think Not that much. might be, I think that might be a little high actually. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I think I've read it was like 81% of people actually hate their job, which is wow. strong. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, my, my long-term goal over the next two years is to continue growing my portfolio. I want to get it to about 50 units, um, which will give me a sizable income. Um, I will be leaving the nine to five at some point. It just depends on when I decide to do that, quite frankly, or when, when it starts costing me money to be there, that's when I will leave. Yeah. When it, when I'm losing business because I can't grow my business because I'm there. That's when I will leave. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I want to grow my education company. Like I absolutely love teaching other people how to do this because they don't teach it in school. And I just felt like I was, I spent so much money on formal education, trying to figure out like how to create the income and the lifestyle I want. And I couldn't find it anywhere. Mm -hmm. And now like, it's my passion to share this with other folks. And that's why I put together that whole coaching program of like, here's exactly how to build the business just like I did. Exactly. Right? And it's, it's peanuts compared to what a college course would cost. You know what I mean? So that's, mm -hmm. that's my passion project. I want to continue to grow that. And, you know, I've, I've wrote it back here on my, uh, on my vision board, right? I will build the largest real world education company, right? Nice. Like that's, that's where I'm moving towards and I'll uh -huh. continue to grow my business to, to fund that and support that. And to, you know, continue to show people that it's possible to do whatever you want, whenever mm -hmm. you want. Um, but that's, that's my big why, to continue to build up the education program. Exactly. Love it, man. Love that why. Love that purpose. So let me ask you this. Are you, with this whole venture that you have, are you fully, um, how do I say that, dependent on Airbnb? Or because the, the reason why I ask is that Airbnb, I've understood in some cities, they're actually thinking about shutting it down completely because of just, lots and lots of problems and i'm talking about the big cities i think barcelona <laughs> amsterdam is talking about berlin i think they actually even shut it down i'm not sure but i, I think there were conversations so yeah for sure so we get the contact information from every single guest no matter what platform they come from so whether it's airbnb vrbo booking.com whatever we have a database of all of our past guests so for whatever reason mm -hmm. airbnb shut us down or stopped i have a database of hundreds, if not thousands of guests at this point that have stayed at all of our properties. And I can, I can always retarget them independently of each channel. So that's the initial goal, right? Is the, you leverage their distribution to get great guests. If you like them, you continue to add them to your CRM. You can retarget them. You can give them future discounts, all these different things, but you never, 
need to be dependent. Initially, it gives you a huge boost because they have your distribution. But over mm -hmm. time, you want to build that up for yourself. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's great. That's that's actually valuable on anything. Like you, you notice most people that are so focused on Facebook, 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 as an example, right? And then all of a sudden, it's like, well, wait, I don't even have a list. So if Facebook would fall, then it's just like, you know, bye-bye, complete with your business. So I, I, that's very important that you share that and that you mentioned with CRM. So I can understand. So in regards to clients, you just mentioned like, you know, you actually – is that also automated? You hashtag people like, oh, these guys were great or not so great or, you know. Yeah, for sure. So that my cleaners will let me know if the place looks terrible. And mm. basically, it auto my software will automatically create reviews for every single guest. You know, I have a few templates that it recycles through. Um, but if we get a bad guest, I can go in and change it and obviously not recommend them for future hosts. So mm. that whole piece is automated as well. Fantastic. Fantastic. I love that. So let, let's go step away a little bit from the, the whole entrepreneur part. Let's go to the dad part a little bit. Uh, we've noticed you've been through some, um, some hard times, some difficult times, right, as a dad. Um, and you mentioned it changed your perspective. What are some of the things that you do now to make sure that you extra connect or just connect with your, with your son? Yeah, I'm much more ruthless with my time. Like people message me all the time, like, Hey, can you grab coffee or can we take a phone call? And it's not me being a jerk, but I always first, I'm like, okay, here's, if you're curious about short-term rentals, you can go watch my free workshop. Mm -hmm. And if you're not going to put the time in to actually go watch that, then you're going to waste my time because I can answer 90% of your questions just automatically by you doing that. Right. Uh -huh. So a friend of mine, uh, Matty A, who also has a podcast on iTunes, he was given a talk last year that an event that I was at and he talked about all the dirty yeses, all the stuff that we say yes to that we know we should just say no, but for whatever reason we feel like we have to, or we don't want to say no. I say no a lot now. Like I, I just do. And it's, it's not because I don't care. It's just because I am so clear on where I'm going and what my priorities are. And if I'm saying yes to you, I'm saying no to my little guy at home. Quite mm -hmm. frankly. So if I don't feel like I'm going to add value to you and you're not going to reciprocate that and pass that on somehow. Like I'm not going to give you the time and it's uh -huh. not, it's nothing against you personally, but like all of our time is limited. If you don't start protecting it, everybody's going to take it away from you. And that, that one little tip, that one little strategy has given me so much time back and it's gotten mm -hmm. me so much further because I was always doing things for everybody else and not focusing on my mission, which at the end of the day, like it's these guys, man. Like this is why I do what I do It's for these guys, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's why I do what I do. And I keep it right on my desk. And I got another one over here. Like mm -hmm. I'm here for them. Right. Like my purpose is this education platform. And at the end of the day, if I'm failing as a dad and a husband, nothing else matters because what kind of example am I being to the world if I'm not focusing on that? Like that's, that's no, that I don't want to follow anybody like that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I appreciate that. So what's your favorite, your most favorite activity to do with Kaden, right? Yes. Uh, I would say right now it's been fun. We just got some bicycles and he, we got a little trailer for him and he's loving that. We can go like 25 miles an hour and he's, flying around and wow. he's very active. He loves being outside. So anything physical outside with him is a blast. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I like our uh, nighttime, you know, we do the bath and then we do, we read two books 
every single night, whether, you know, it's my wife or myself, but every single night we read two books with them before he goes to bed. Um, just all those, all those little things, like, cause it's, it's all that stuff that is, um, that you're going to remember down the line. It's going to be all those little moments. Um, and going up to the New Hampshire property is amazing. Cause there's a little, it's like a Disney world of New Hampshire of that market. And like, he loves it. So every time we go there, just like seeing how happy he gets, like, it's amazing. So yeah, yeah true. Yeah. True. Yeah. And definitely, uh, story time, right. Yeah. Right before bedtime story time is, is the best. So, um, I can definitely share that with you. <laughs> I love that. Not doing it lately that much. Because I changed my times to go live, which is exactly now when I go to bed. So my wife gets uh, gets the day to do the to do the bedtime stories. So, what's one of your biggest challenges at the moment um, with your three year old? Biggest challenge, um, man. Being a dad has been like that, and running a business has been the two biggest personal development experiences of my life. Mm. Um, I think it's, it's kind of breaking away, creating the environment and being the parent that you want to be as opposed to the one that you default to based on your upbringing, right? Like I had amazing parents. They did an amazing job. And there are certain things that I learned from them that I want to tweak a little bit. Well, there are certain things like me personally, I have a very short temper. So I don't want to be the dad that's sitting there screaming because the three-year-old's doing something again. Like that's, that's not going to teach him anything. Right. So I've learned to bite my tongue a lot and breathe and slow things down. You know, I think one of the things that one of my strengths and weaknesses at the same time is my ridiculous sense of urgency. Like I'm getting stuff done constantly. Like I'm always getting stuff done. And with him, he's gallivanting around and doing all this stuff. And it just kind of forces me to slow down and be okay with that. Um, but I think that the patience thing and really kind of coming down to his level and talking to him as opposed to getting frustrated, um, has been huge. And I would say that's been over the last six to 12 months where I've really put in the effort with that because I saw my old way of like getting upset and like yelling, that's, that's not healthy at all. And that's not teaching him anything. So now it's a much more calm and you know, I'm not perfect by any means, but it's significantly better. And I notice a huge, huge change in him in his response to me operating that way as opposed to the other way. Exactly. Nice. Yeah, I must say, I think patience is one of the biggest challenges for any dad because I see it. I'm I'm in I'm not gonna say all dad groups on Facebook, but I'm in a lot of them. And patience is one of the biggest things that I see keep popping up. Right. Oh, I yelled at my son for, for this or that. How, how do I do this? Or uh, I slept him on the ass or I just threw something or whatever it is. Right. And yeah, and it keeps coming down to just being patient. And what you say, man, just breathe yourself through it, which you either, you know, you come aware of, or in, in my case, for me, I practice it. I practice every morning, just doing breathing exercises that then will go as a trigger automated once. Like I got to build a system for myself, right? <laughs> it goes now automatically. <laughs> To being like, okay, dude, have me calm down. Because if not, this is not going to go well for my kids, right? Because I explode and then it's like gone. But they keep that with them, right? So, yeah, man, that's a very important message. So what do you do to connect with um, with your wife? Because as you mentioned, right, it's you showed the picture. Um, your wife is in that as well. So, <laughs> so yeah. share your so, that That has been 
I would say even more challenging, mm-hmm. like not challenging from us, but like, it's almost like the mindset of like the kids always come first. And for me, I don't necessarily agree with that because if you don't put the parents relationship first, then the kid grows up in a crappy atmosphere where the parents are screaming at each other. Right. So one thing that we've tried to do, actually, we're not trying, we're doing it is, you know, setting up monthly date nights. You know, some might say you need more, some might say you need less, but you know, for us to get out of the house, not just sit and watch TV, but go out on a date, get dinner, get a babysitter, like have us quality time Mm. is Right. And especially if you understand your partner, if you've ever read the book, I think it's Gary Chapman, the five love languages, yep. right? Like my wife's love language is quality time. Right. Mm-hmm. So with all the different ventures and everything else I've got going on, like I need to set boundaries again, saying no to certain things so that I could say yes to her. Yeah. Exactly. Like I used to do webinars, uh, every single week live at night after, you know, after hours so people could watch them. And now I have an automated one. It's not because I don't like doing the webinars because I'm prioritizing family time, bedtime, book time, wife time over doing that. And I'll yeah. do it occasionally now, but not weekly like I used to. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Really, really trying to to make that commitment. Yeah, absolutely. And that comes down to what you said earlier, like you hustled in the beginning with a goal in mind saying like, I'm going to hustle now. I'm going to go do all these live webinars until I'm satisfied. I can automate it now. And now I can achieve what I wanted, which is more quality time with your wife. That's, that's excellent. Yeah. Dude, I love it. <laughs> I can relate because in the beginning I went live. Like one of my craziest week was eight live interviews of an hour in one week. Right. And now it's just like, I've done a hundred like I'm going 100 plus. I think I'm getting close to 110 now. Now it's like, you know what? Time to slow down. Now it's like I've done 100, right? So everybody can see now that I'm serious about what I'm doing. So now I just go live right now, every Thursday, 9 p.m. CET. And that's it. Just one a week. And that's it. And then every Friday is date night. And for sometimes it's staying at home, right? Staying at home, chatting. Last time we played Monopoly with the cards. I like it. And I hadn't played Monopoly in freaking, whew, I can't remember, 10, 20 years. It was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. I and I think it's, keep, it's keeping things fresh too. Cause I feel like we, even us, it's like, sometimes we'll just sit and like the TV will go on. And then, you know, I'm like, well, I don't really want to watch this show. So I'm like doing a little work and then, you know, checking my phone on different, that's not quality time. That's not connecting, right? Like when you're playing a game or when you're doing something together, that's quality time. Like sitting there vegged out in front of a TV at least in some people's eyes, like me, I'm totally content. Like I'm, I'm an introvert by nature. So I'm like totally content just sitting next to her. Right. You know what I mean? Like, but the, is it really connecting? No. Like I, I need to be engaged. We both need to be engaged, like playing a game like Monopoly or, or going out to dinner and having a good conversation or staying in and like making dinner together or doing something together, like having a date night, like we did, you know, 12 years ago, you know what I mean? When we first got together, you know what I mean? Like, Keeping things fun. Exactly, exactly. Tapas, man. Since we're talking about, you know, like where, where I live right now, Spain, make some tapas with your wife. Just little, little snacky things. Put them on the table, and just have a conversation. Have some tapas. Freaking brilliant. Just Love throw it. it out there. <laughs> Love it. I'm gonna write that down. Tapas. <laughs> tapas. Just look it up, man. My favorite tapas or something. I don't know. Whatever it is. We're we're setting that up. So it's gonna be lots of fun, man. Um, we got about five minutes, man. I got two more topics to talk to you about. 
Actually, I forgot one topic that's actually very important to me. I still don't have a VA. Can you imagine that? And, and I'm going to have one by the end of September. So share with me your experience or tips on how to get the perfect. I don't want a VA. I want the perfect VA for me. I don't know if I can tell you how to get the perfect one because I definitely am not an expert. You know, I hired, I hired my first VA yeah. in November of last year, so about a year ago. And I had no idea what I was doing. Right. I was, I was like, I think I want him to do this, this, and this. And, you know, I ended up blowing through like three of them within the first four months. Cause I was like, I didn't know how to manage them. Like I didn't know how to set expectations. I didn't know all of this and I'm still learning all of that. Um, but I think the key is, and again, believe me, I'm no expert. I'm still figuring this one out, um, is setting up like expectations, responsibilities, accountabilities, mm-hmm. and more frequent connection. I think that was a mistake I was making earlier on. It was like, well, I'm paying this person to take this off my plate. Here's, you know, I created uh, video tutorials on how to do everything. I created manual ones on how to do everything. And I'm like, here's all the job aids. Uh, I'll walk you through it once. And then it was almost like, I didn't want to hear from you because you're supposed to be doing this and I'm not supposed to be doing it. Right. And that's the wrong mentality to have. So now it's more of like, we work as a team. Like, how can I help you? How can you help me? You know, my VA had some, you know, horrible family issues. You know, somebody passed last week. So I'm like, don't worry about it. Like take as much time as you need. Like, you know, they're a human being, right? Like they're on my team. They're a human being, treat them like a human being. Um, but also know how to put the foot down too, right? Like, so if, if she, if they're not meeting my expectations, like we, we get on the phone and we have a phone call, like, here's my expectations. I expect you to hit X, Y, Z, and you're not meeting them. And I like you as a person. So I want to have a frank conversation with you until the, so that it does not escalate. Mm-hmm. And that's how I've been managing it now. Um, but it's, it's just getting in more, I think, FaceTime. Like I've started using Slack more and I can call and do Zoom calls with there and, you know, just try and create more of like a relationship instead of just a task rabbit robot that I'm just emailing crap to, to like get done. Exactly. You know? exactly. Well, but again, I'm no, I'm no expert, but that's one that I'm actively working on at the moment as I continue to scale. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about relationships, right? That, that doesn't matter if it's with your clients, uh, fans, followings, or, your VAs for that matter. Right. Cool, man. Appreciate that. So before we end this, man, you already showed one book. Name one, maybe two other favorite books that you like. Man, I got so many gold nuggets out of this. You gotta read this. It's a dampener. Um, let me see. I'm just looking over it. I'm looking over at my bookshelf real quick. Uh I'm sure a lot of folks have heard of Thinking Grow Rich. Yep. But there are a couple that they probably haven't heard of. This one is called Psycho cybernetics. Okay. Maxwell Maltz. And this will help you. We can talk tools and tactics and strategies all day, but if you can't change your internal thermostat to believe that you deserve this life in this business, you're never going to get it because you're mm-hmm. subconsciously going to destroy it every single time. So this book will help you change that mindset. Uh, there's another one called Becoming Supernatural by. Um, Oh my God. Uh, Joe Dispenza, similar and how he, he really goes deeper on the science of how it works. But between those two, those will get your mindset right. Um, let me look. 
You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. If anybody has read that one, that's an amazing one too. Um, that's more about, you know, kind of you peeling the onion back on yourself and figuring out like what makes you tick, right? Like a lot of why I lash out, you know, control issues, different things like that really peeled the onion back and forced me to look at myself and be like, wow, like this is why you're doing that. Here's how Ooh. to address it. Um, yeah. and that book goes deep on it. And th- those aren't your traditional business books. And that's kind of why I wanted to throw them out. Cause I'm sure a lot of folks have no, seen like great, man. I love books. bookshelf over here. So it's like, I'm trying to find some, some other nuggets maybe that they haven't read. So exactly. No, no, I love this. So thanks for that. So for all the people out there that still have questions, Mike, or just want to, besides, let me share the link again, man, just so people can see it besides the gift that you give me. And of course, I'm assuming that strsecrets.com slash nothing is your website, right? Yeah, that's the link. So that's the coaching arm. That's the education side of things. Mm-hmm. So that's, if you go to that link, that'll take you to the webinar. Um, and again, that, I think that one still gives you two options to watch live or the recorded. I haven't done a live in a while, so I probably just watched the recorded if I were you. Um, cause I'm not sure when the next live will be just based on family time, but, uh, just being honest with you guys, but yeah, that, that link down the bottom, strsecrets.com slash gift will get you the free book and the subsequent page after you get the book, will take you to that webinar as well. So you get two in one. What are the good ways to, to follow you, get in contact with you? Sure. Uh, on Instagram and Facebook, I'm at the Airbnb guy. So I'm, I'm pretty active on both of those platforms. Um, that's probably the best way, quite frankly, is I'm I'm pretty active on there. You can DM me. Um, if you have specific questions on short-term rentals, watch the webinar first. And that will be one, uh, one last piece of advice that I will give you when you're looking for mentors and help from people do a little research first because they'll be more apt to want to help you. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying this from a place of ego, but I get a lot of people DMing me all the time now about like short-term rentals and I help as many as I can, as quickly as I can. But if somebody puts in the time and say, Hey, I went through the webinar. I love this point, this point, and this point, And I just have one question on this. It's a totally different ball game. And that's how I've approached all the mentors in my life where it shows like I took the initiative. And also I always try and add value to my mentors. Like when I was getting started with some of them, I'm like, how can I add value? Can I help you grow your platform? Can I get you an introduction to X, Y, Z, right? Like always lead with value. And that's just another general tip because mentors in life will get you so much further. It's just like taking a 50 year life of achievement and condensing it into like three to five. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, it's saved me so much time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That, I appreciate we finishing with a nice golden nugget. Um, Mike, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. And everybody else, Thank you for having joined us. I hope you got nuggets out of this. I I keep forgetting to say it in the beginning. I did, right? So make sure that you take notes. And most importantly, and I keep reminding that, and I probably will until the last live interview that I will do, make sure to take action on what's been shared. If you find something like, oh, this is really great. Oh, I got to start this. Get get that gift. Uh, Watch that video, right? Take action. Start renting out. Try stuff, right? Don't sit there and think, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that tomorrow because it's the favorite saying here in Spain, mañana, mañana, and tomorrow never happens. So (laughs) I'll leave you guys with that. Anyway, thanks again. Have a fantastic day, and I will see you guys very soon. Bye-bye. Are you still meeting up with your friends now that you're a father? 
kids making you stress out, you have no time for yourself to work out, read, relax. Can you still remember the time you were hanging out with your friends, feeling energetic, happy and confident? Spending time together and talking about your life and your crazy dreams. You're feeling alone now, don't you? No one to share your challenges with and you're just running around from one storm into the next. Well, it's time to change this now. Join me and the Brotherhood of Fearless Fathers to speak on a weekly basis with like-minded dads to crush your challenges, face your fears with determination, be held accountable and regain control of your life. If you want to become the hero your family needs you to be, then go to becomeafearlessfather.com slash brotherhood. Looking forward to seeing you on one of our next calls.